All right. Welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast, guys. I am so excited to introduce you to the amazing Sarah. Welcome, honey. We are so excited to have you to talk about decluttering our lives. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I feel like I'm going to talk with my hands a lot, but I have to remember people can't see me. So that's okay. <laughs> I talk with my hands all the time. And I just like, I feel like if it's happening, they're going to really feel that through the mic. I'm telling myself that, <laughs> but it helps sure. me communicate. It's a thing. Yeah. No, that's uh, good. I love that. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. Right now, while we're recording this, we are in the middle of the second wave of our first global pandemic. We are really seeing, you know, millennials and then like a lot of us on that edge of of Gen Z millennial as we're adulting coming against like a huge roadblock. And more than that, we're stuck in our houses. So I think there's a lot of mental stuff coming up where we're like in our head and our house really having to deal with stuff. But then more than that, having to literally deal with clutter and and having so much around us when we can't go or do anything about it. That's what a lot of people are feeling, at least I feel. And it's so cool to feel DMs. When I met you, I was like, Oh my gosh. First of all, can I hire you to follow me around? Because I make a lot of messes. Oh my gosh, what a magical talent and what a beautiful gift from God. Seriously. So I want to just know about you. Give us your background and then let's dive into your business. Yeah, that's great. Uh, So I'm Sarah DeSepoli. So I own Hello Clutter is the name of my business. Uh, Soon to be Valeri though, I am getting married in October. So that's super exciting. I'm going to have to field the name change world, I guess. But I was born in upstate New York. And then my family moved to Greensboro, North Carolina when I was in elementary school. So I've been in the South for so long, I, I feel like I can't claim the Northern life anymore. So other than I don't really have a Southern accent, I don't, I don't think so. But You're very neutral. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> but I went to North Carolina State University in Raleigh and loved Raleigh, ended up staying here after I graduated. Uh, I actually studied education in school. So I taught for three years before switching careers. By day, I am actually a recruiter for an IT staffing company. But Hello Clutter was my my new baby and more of my passion that I ended up starting less than a year ago. So getting my feet on the ground, trying to navigate a business and trying to spread more, I guess, positivity through living in a clear and decluttered space. Yeah, and you do it really well. So, of course, (laughs) I've been to Sarah's house. It is very beautiful and so well designed and so well cleaned. But more than that, there isn't clutter. You feel really peaceful there. And I think your presence is very much that as well, Sarah. Like, as a human, you are really free. And I think that obviously has to do with God. But it's just cool to be able to see, like, all of these different pieces of you. And, you know, I can see a little bit of the teacher. I can see some of that <laughs> recruiter. But more than that, I can see someone who's really passionate about what she does. And that's really powerful. Well, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> of, course, of course. Well, where did your passion for decluttering start? Where, you know, was this like a forever thing? Were you like five and cleaning your room? Or like, where, <laughs> where did we start this? I really don't remember like an aha moment because I was a messy kid sometimes. I remember my room being a mess where, you know, you take off your clothes, leave it on the bed, and then you end up sleeping on the bed with it still there. Like I 100% did that. Still would do that today. Not perfect. But I think where I pinpoint it down to more is from when I was teaching, I taught sixth grade math. And something that I noticed from my kids, and sixth grade is crazy. That's usually middle school. They're juggling from going from one teacher to having like eight teachers. And what made kids successful 
wasn't being a math person, which I put that in quotes because that's not a thing. That's a total other tangent for another day. But it was if they could stay organized was really a telltale sign on if somebody could be successful, whatever that looks like for a sixth grader. And that was what I focused with my kids the most, which is kind of probably why she wasn't in teaching anymore. But it wasn't, hey, we need to learn this math. It's do you have your things organized? What do you what does your backpack look like? Can you find your homework? Can you do these things? And I kind of continued. I never decluttering for people never really crossed my mind. I helped my friends. I helped my family. It was something I enjoyed doing and for myself. But I think that just always stuck with me. And I'm also a huge control freak, (laughs) very type A. I mean, you talked about my house, like everything has a place and there's a place for everything. And I think that's common for organizers. And it's just something that I know when life is so chaotic, it's one thing that I control is getting something organized and feeling like I'm at peace with it. And it's always funny to me because I believe in God. I believe in his plan so much, but I always try to control everything and where I want things to go. So I have to remember to, to let God control things. And then the decluttering aspect is the one part that it's like, this is mine. Like God's not going to tell me where to put this space. Like I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. That's like a really good word too. And I, I think there's this weird thing that I observe, whether you believe in God or not, where it's almost like you see two types of people and then that gray area is so rare and it's on one end, like, well, I'm just a mess and I'm addicted to chaos, you know? And like, that's, and that's my MO. I am mm-hmm. chaos. Like, hear me roar, <laughs> which I totally was that. I can like say that deeply because I was that. And then there are the people that are like, again, like freaks and like, if it's not in its place, then I'm going to die, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think God uses the in-between of like, hey, I'm going to empower you to clean your room and to have order in your kitchen and have a rhyme and a reason to the things that you do. But I have something way bigger in store and that you don't really have to worry about. But that has to do with stewardship. And that has to do like, I think clutter, it can be figurative or literal, just like Mm -hmm. you were saying. And it's powerful to see someone observe that. And I I think everything goes back to kids. I don't know if you would agree being a teacher, um, but I worked in an oncology clinic and I just realized like really quickly that everything that God taught me just had to do like really with these infants and these little kiddos, like they knew everything. They had the secrets to life unlocked in the simplicity of existence. And And I think it's almost unlearning and getting back to that, that really brings like the purity that we crave and the love that we crave and the existence that we crave with the Lord. So I love you saying that. And I think it's, again, that middle area, it's hard to get to. It's Mm -hmm. probably not easy for you. And I want you to speak on this to be decluttered and clean and to have, you know, a reason and a purpose for everything like that takes initiative and work, but -hmm. it's worth it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's I think the hardest part is figuring out what that means to be surrounded by things only that you love. And what is that for you? Because it's different for everyone. Like what I find value in, you might come into my home and say, why, why do you have that? Why do you find value in it? It's a, it's a personal process. It's, it's close to you. You know, it's close to what you make a connection with. And I think as a whole, decluttering isn't only just what you do have around you, it's your mental state. It's how you can deal with everything that's going on in your life. And usually if you feel like your life and your internal is a mess, it's shown outwardly too. So it it can be a good indicator on if you don't have control over what you need and if your life is in chaos. 
That's so good. So how does decluttering change your life? We're going to stick with the physical, obviously, because that's what you specialize (laughs) in. I think you're very good at the internal and spiritual too. But in our physical lives, how how does that create that change? What have you seen and why are you so passionate about it? Living, I kind of just touched on it a little, but living amongst mess, disorganization, all of that, it's very overstimulating. It's distracting. It can cause anxiety and it can just make it difficult to relax. Like when I come home, I want to sit down and chill. It's my time to be at peace, right? It's it's your home. It's what you would kind of hope. You don't have to feel overwhelmed when you're in your space. And our brains also love order. Kind of going back to kids, kids love routine. We still love routine as well. We just forget about it. So to embrace that, I guess, or embrace a peaceful and a a peaceful feel within yourself when there's so much going on around you. So I think that is the, the biggest thing that can help change your life when you declutter and you organize and you get rid of things. And that's why I think being with COVID, so many people have had the chance. People are finally home. They have the time. So we're here and we're looking around us and we're like, I don't like what's here. Let let me change that. So it's been really exciting to see my friends and people posting and saying, Hey, look at all this stuff I'm going to, I'm going to donate or whatever they want to do with it, or I'm going to repurpose this, or I'm going to sell it. Facebook marketplace is booming right now from COVID, but we actually have times for ourselves and to be productive when it comes to decluttering, because it's easy just to, to put it off and our clutter becomes storage space and bins and bins stack up in our closet in our garages and it's time to check off that checklist and realize what you actually want to keep and what you need. That's so good. And I I think there's a lot of hate on COVID with purpose, right? This has disrupted our reality. Mm -hmm. But also when grabbing for the like positive pieces of it, you just Mm -hmm. nailed it in Mm -hmm. saying we get the chance for the first time in a long time to look inward physically in our houses, in our hearts, in our minds. And it's, it's a time that we can really lean into. And then I think we can harvest like and glean a lot from this time because I know my life is going to look a lot different post-COVID. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so much that I feel like I've, I've just learned and what I value. And I, I was on a webinar a few weeks ago with Sean Aker. He's the, the happiness potential author and Love uh, big potential, I think, is his new book. But he said on that webinar, everybody wants to talk about what they've lost because of COVID. And like you said, rightfully so. It's been tough. But what he challenged everyone to do is think about the things that you get because of COVID. Like what have you gotten more family time? Have you been able to declutter your home? Like what have you been able to do because of this? Like try to see the joy in things instead of just the negatives. That's so good. Just more, again, decluttering. Yeah. (laughs) It really is, you know. Right. (laughs) Um, And gratitude does that in a really powerful way. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, from there and like, obviously the decluttering physically changes your life, but how do you start with that? And as someone (laughs) who used to be addicted to chaos, it's like, when you have a mountain of a mess, where mm-hmm. where do you start? At, at what point, at what stone do I start to quote unquote clean up? Yeah, this could literally be like an hour talk on its own too. And Another it's- soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting's the hardest part. It really is. It's the most overwhelming piece. Personally, don't work with like hoarders. I don't have the expertise behind that. That is like a different level. But you know, whatever the clutter around you looks like, it's, it's going to be overwhelming no matter what. And from the books that I've read, the research that I've done, if you really want to declutter 
your home, your apartment, wherever it is. You got to rip the Band-Aid and you got to rip it off hard and it's going to sting and it's the worst part, but it's so worth it. And people will say different things and I'm sure other organizers, if they listen to this, they'll say, eh, I don't necessarily agree. Everybody has their own personal opinion, but I think that you have to tackle everything at once. To me, if you tackle one room at a time, that clutter from that one room is going to move all the way over to the other rooms that you have. And it's just going to continue to pile and you're never going to get anywhere. And that's why people feel overwhelmed all the time. So you don't have to set a deadline for yourself, but Go into your home, start, you still start in one room, obviously can't be in more than one place at once, as wonderful as that would be. You have to start it somewhere and you need to get rid of things. That's the part that people hate. It's the part that people are going to turn off this podcast. They're going to say, I don't want to get rid of my stuff. But whatever it is, you have to. All the different professional organizers, they have different words and coins for it. You hear spark joy, keep the stuff that sparks joy or the home edit. They say, edit your stuff. That's the first step is you have to get rid of things. There's another organizer. I can't think of her name right now, but she says you live in a container, right? Your home is your container. You can physically not have more things than what fits inside of that container. And then each room from there, each closet, each bin that you have everything's a container. You just have to figure out how to make things fit within that. So you've got to start by getting rid of stuff as much as that stinks. It does. <laughs> but it's also, it's also so freeing. And I have, so I have a place in Hawaii too. And I haven't been able to go back because of COVID, but I have a lot of my summer clothes there. And mm-hmm. that was actually something I was really worried about because I was like all of my dresses for summer and all of this stuff that, you know, my old and faithfuls, I was so worried about. And it was actually really cool to not be able to get to that because it made me realize why do I have everything else? If I'm craving something across the ocean but I still have a full closet. Why is that stuff in my closet? And that was a huge like aha moment for me when it came to getting rid of stuff. And it still was really hard, but I've not thought of anything that I got rid of after totally chucking it to Goodwill. Yep. A hundred percent. I was, that's definitely, it's kind of a, a next level, if you will, but there's a awesome project. It's called project 333 or 333, 333, however you want to say it. But every three months, The challenge is to limit your shoes, your clothing, your accessories to only 33 pieces and put everything else away. Just box it up. You know, don't necessarily get rid of it yet, but try to live for three months off of those 33 pieces and see if you can get, you know, do you miss those other clothes? Do you actually end up needing them? Like it can kind of just be a something to, to blow you away. And it's amazing how you can remove a significant amount of stress from your life just by reducing the number of things you have in your closet and just reducing down what you have. Like the choices, I think, overwhelm us. Like I have these 12 dresses to choose from or however much you might have. The options are just more stressful. If you don't have as many options, it's not so bad, right? You just take what you have and then you keep moving. So um, that's definitely an expert level challenge though. But if you need an extra kick to get rid of stuff, it might help a little bit. (laughs) And it was so you saying that I haven't heard the 333, but the capsule wardrobe, I did that in, in college. And I think it's, I think it's a little bit more forgiving. I think you have more pieces than 33. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that really changed my life. And I know it's hard in places with more consistent weather change. I know in California, like when I wake up in LA, it's going to be sunny. Whereas when I wake up in Kentucky, 
or North Carolina or Florida, like it, I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and no one does either. The weatherman doesn't know. So obviously grace upon grace in that, but being yeah. prepared and, and that's it, I feel mm-hmm. is really powerful too. Like you have what you need and that's that. For sure. That. That's so good. Well, from there, what does courage mean to you in this space? That one is honestly probably the toughest. I think, I mean, I'm a professional organizer. I look at people's homes and I try to help them make it better and more efficient. But I think the hardest thing is not feeling judged or comparing yourself to others. I think that if you can effectively live a life within the social media world that we're in now and not feel bad about what you have or not feel like you need what somebody else has just because they're posting about it. I think that's so strong. Like if I could truly sit here and say, I don't care what other people think about me like that, it just blows my mind. The amount of being one with yourself, I guess that's not like the exact word I'm looking for, but just the the peace that you have to know this is what I own, this is what I have, and that's good enough for me. And I don't need all the pressures from what other people are telling me or what other people are doing. I think that's just so strong. That's such a good answer. <laughs> it, that's uh, it's always so fun to see what people say, but that's I think one of my favorite answers I've ever heard to that question. Wow! And what is so crazy about that too is it takes the process. You can't understand and fully value that, your worth, Mm -hmm. until you've forgotten it, right? You can't really just value peace until you've known chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we want, you know, the mountain without the valley. But Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my favorite parts about what your business is and the way that you live your life. It's the understanding that in the elimination, we realize we have what is enough. A hundred percent. And it's easy. Even I might post them, but you know, sometimes I can see on clients' faces like, oh, my house doesn't look like this house. I'm like, okay, that was a celebrity. They have X, Y, and Z. They have endless funds. That's not necessarily where you need to be. Like where your happiness is doesn't have to be where theirs is. And just knowing your, your worth lies with what you have and with God and with nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, we live in a society that always says more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And, and living, you know, I'm, I'm a Southern girl through and through. <laughs> and I, and that shows a lot living here, I think. And mm-hmm. it has just really reiterated the way that we grew up. And I remember being in Kentucky and being like, we don't really have much to do. We just like have each other. Our, our entertainment, our, our plans, everything was the people. It wasn't the places. It wasn't the experience. It wasn't the Instagram. And I remember being like, oh, I want the glitz and the glam and the things. And I promised like they're here. And now I just miss the people. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite people always tells me it's not about where it's about who. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we can declutter our life and our house and our mind and our spirit, the more those people and what they bring that can actually like come in and and like work in our hearts oh yeah oh yeah people think that bringing more stuff into their lives is going to make them happier right like that's where we get into a place where maybe we're so unorganized or we have so much clutter because we think oh buying this next thing is going to make me happier if I get this it's going to make me happy and at the end of the day it's almost the opposite is getting rid of that stuff is going to make you so free and be thankful for what you have. Like the the small things is what matters. 
Absolutely. That's beautiful. What advice do you have for someone who wants to level up when it comes to decluttering their life? They need to start, but what goes beyond that? Yeah. <laughs> so level up, I guess I think of like you, yeah, you've started to get rid of stuff. You're getting there. You're ready for like the next step for the thing that's going to take you to the next level. Some people will tell you it's like a label maker and I'm not a fan of label makers. I don't know why. I don't think everything needs a label. You know where things are. But one thing that I think is just like a good, another challenge, I guess the, the project 333 is great. And one project that I did previously and I encourage friends and family to do it. It's from the minimalists. They call it a game, but to help aid, I guess, in the getting rid of things process, or even after you you've purged and you think you're good, try this one. Maybe you'll have a few more things, but it's a 30 day challenge on the first day. You get rid of one thing on the second day. You get rid of two things on the 20th day. You get rid of 20 things. So if you can last the full 30 days, you get rid of over 500 items. My, yeah, (laughs) it's like next level. Um, My fiance and I did it as like a challenge against each other when we lived separately in two different apartments. So we tried to like see one up each other. But I mean, it can be pens. I got rid of pieces of paper that I had held on to forever that like, I just, I didn't need those anymore. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be like a big ticket item, but that definitely helps. And it helps you think of like narrowing it down to, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of all of these things and puts it in the categories of like, do I really love this that much? And I thought, I think it's really powerful and it's fun to help out with friends, family, get someone, a buddy to do it with you. So it can be a little bit of a competition. I'm, I'm really competitive. So I think I love that aspect of it. But yeah, I think that was that would be something fun to do and, and just to try it out, see how far you can get. That's cool. That's so cool. And it's, wow, 500 items. I have a lot of things that I, and I've gotten rid of a lot, but I was like, wow, I actually think I could really do that. So wow, I will keep you updated. I feel very called to doing that. <laughs> so if anyone do it. It's so fun. I know. If anyone listening wants to buddy up, then send me a DM. <laughs> oh, I love that. And really from there, I want to know, you're in your first year of business, girl, and you're killing it. And this community, I say this every episode, this community is unparalleled. These people and these listeners always show up in ways that blow my mind. And I want them to do the same for you. So how can we as a community support you? Well, hi, new friends. I hope I have a bunch of new ones after this. That'll be fun. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I would say... I mean, starting off, so obviously a follow, a share, and you know, depending on where you're from, if you're in the Raleigh area, you know anyone there, reach out, would love to help, or online consultations. If you just feel stuck, I would love to help out. And I think ultimately, but mostly prayers would just be so helpful. Just direction on where I need to go, how to run a business, and then how can I impact as many people and help them live a life that they're so capable of, they just don't know it yet. And there's just some stuff that's getting in their way. That's so good. (laughs) We will definitely. Thank you for your time, girl. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.